Hey guys, welcome to Living Life Unapologetically with me, Miss Big Stick. Welcome back, guys. So today's episode I have labeled and titled More Than Just Words. Oh Lord, what's that about? (laughs) So I really appreciated the feedback that I get after the episodes. I adore it. Please do not stop giving me feedback. I want each episode for you to take value from it. I want to make you laugh. I don't necessarily want to make you cry, but I know sometimes it happens. And touche, because your responses tend to do that to me as well. So today's episode, more than just words, I really wanted to break down communication because a lot of people believe, myself included, that communication was just words and talking And well, yeah, I'm great at communicating. I talk a lot. Mm, That's not actually how that works, Brittany. And honestly, I wish somebody would have broke this down to me a little bit better. Years ago, it would have been so much helpful. It would have been so helpful. (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but my RBF runs deep. People used to think, oh my God, she is She's so rude. She's she's unapproachable because my resting face always looked mad. Not and I say used to because thanks to Botox it doesn't move. <laughs> so now I don't have to worry about my face as much. But we're going to talk about that later and we're going to break down effective communication. Why am I talking about communication again? Brittany, your podcast is, you told me we were going to talk about moms and how we struggle with ourselves and we've lost ourselves. How is communication helping me find myself again? Good question. I'd love to answer that. I can't, but here, let me tell you why, what I can say. I don't know how it works and I don't, I'm not going to tell you I have all the answers, but when I started feeling like I had lost myself how I would feel like I would be in a room of all these people and that no one understood me because I didn't understand myself. And when I started to work on myself, it made everything else better. Okay. So when I started to learn about effective communication, it made my relationships around me better. And it just, it's just, I don't know if y'all heard of the butterfly effect. I honestly believe that. It's like you knock that one domino over and it's it works and it's so helpful. So we're going to break that down today. Um so effective communication or communication in itself is way more than just the words that you say. It's the facial expressions that you have on your face. It is your body language. It is your tone of voice. Hey, go set that down over there. Hey, go set that down over there. I said the exact same thing twice, but I'm betting you heard two way different things. So that is what we forget. And when we are talking to our spouses, our tone, our body language, our facial expressions change the entire communicate, whatever we're communicating those tiny little things that we're probably not even thinking about in the heat of the moment or, or the, just the day 
we're all running around. Oh, the kids had to be here and we have to cook dinner. And we have to do this. Oh my God, just go do that. When you weren't mad, you were overly stimulated, which a lot of times for us women comes off as anger. That's what we're working about. That's what I'm about to break down. So let's do that together. Okay. Actively listening within communication is huge. It is so important to listen carefully to what the other person is saying when they're talking to you. Giving them your full attention and avoid interruption is important. Now let's break that down and what that means. Active listening. Have you ever been talking to someone and they had their phone in their hand and they were kind of scrolling or responding to a text message while you're talking to them? I don't know about you, but I would feel this sense of, oh my God, I'm not important. What I'm saying, which I feel like is important to me, is not important to them. They don't care. When in reality, they might not feel that way. They may be listening, and but that is that is part of active listening. Active listening. Put the phone down for two seconds. Make them feel like they're important. Actually listen to what they have to say. And this goes for children too. Y'all, I am awful at that. I have had to really focus on that because there has been plenty of times where Adley has ran up to me, tried to tell me something she was super excited about and I'm listening, but I'm responding to a text message or I'm looking at TikTok. <laughs> what do you need? I just told her that my phone is more important than what she was super excited about. And that is heartbreaking when you actually take a step back and like realize that. Okay. Avoid interrupting. O-M-G. I am ADHD, y'all. If we're talking and you're telling me something and I have something I want to respond to that, in my mind, I'm like, blurt it, blurt it, tell her, hurry, you're going to forget. What is this? It's important. So I've had to reel that in because I do it sometimes without even realizing it. And it kills the communication because it cuts them off. And if they're like me and they're ADHD, they're probably going to forget what they were talking about by the time that I finished. And then we're like, wait, where were we? So do your best to kind of hold those interruptions back and give them a minute to finish. And then, and then, um, add your, um, your words or your two cents. I wanted to say two cents, but I was afraid that kind of sounded rude, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> like then you can tell her all the things that you need to add to them. Um, so we need to have um, clear and honest communication, right? So this is effective communication. So right now we're just breaking down communication. This is effective. So you have to have clear and honest communication. You have to be able to express your feelings, your thoughts, and your concerns openly and respectfully. How many times have you been talking to your spouse and sometimes they say something and you just want, you just want to right back at them. Mm. I just want to get right back at them. You have, you have to let them express how they feel, even though you may not understand why they feel that way. Give them a minute to explain why and how they feel that way without, without cutting them off. That's, that's with an act of listening. Don't interrupt. Let them express feelings and thoughts and concerns openly and respectfully, because you're going to be able to do that back. And eventually if your spouse or your friend is not, doesn't have these same communication skills, they will learn off of you. I promise. 
They will see how you're communicating and they're going to be like, oh, well, they understood that really well. Let me start to communicate that way. It works. I'm telling you. Um, empathy. Ooh, this, um, you have to be able to understand other people's perspectives and emotions. And the best way to do this is by going, whoa, let me put myself in their shoes for a second. How would I feel in that moment too? That's just as simple as I can explain it and break it down. Nonverbal communication, y'all. This is me. This is my facial expressions. I've had to go have them frozen because my facial expressions, y'all, would tell you what I was thinking before my mouth could express what I was thinking. Sometimes I don't want people to know what I'm thinking because it might not always be the nicest thing. So thank you, Botox, for helping me there. All right. Nonverbal communication is body language, facial expressions, gestures. Those alone can convey messages that you don't actually mean. That's the tone. So you have to be mindful of those nonverbal cues and how they can enhance those communications and not always in the best way. So when someone's talking to you, if your arms are crossed, that is closed. That means that you are not actually hearing what they're saying or you're not open to hearing what you're saying. So that's why they tell you not to put your hands, not to have your hands crossed. I do that sometimes not realizing it. And then I'm like, oh, I wasn't even really listening to what they were saying. And so it was actually like a mindful thing. Um, so your tone, I really think tone is part of managing your emotions because, but I honestly don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because there has been plenty of times where I'll be talking to someone and their tone doesn't match what they're saying. And I will literally, I've called Justin out and be like, Hey, you sound kind of mean right now. And I don't feel like what you're saying was actually meant to be mean. So take your tone down three steps and let's try that conversation again. And I don't know if y'all have ever heard about, um, I'm a yeller. Even with the kids, I'm a yeller. It's something that I'm definitely trying to work on. Okay. But I don't feel like nobody listens to me until I absolutely lose my mind and take my voice from a two to a 12. And that's how it's been. So something I'm trying to work on, I've always heard it's not worked that great just yet for me and the children. But when you have to talk louder, when you're talking louder, they don't have to work as hard to hear you. They don't have to stop talking to hear you. They don't have to do all these. So when you start to kind of whisper, people actually have to kind of get quiet to hear what you're saying. So when you're trying to talk to someone about something serious, your tone should match what you're saying, right? That matters. Huge. Um, Time and setting. I feel like I might have already mentioned your time and setting. Um, choosing the right time and place for your important conversations really affects the quality of your communication. So if you're at their job site and you have something that you want to say to them that is going, them being in that place may put them in an instant argument of state because you're, you're talking to them in a place that that's not appropriate for what you may have to say. 
So sometimes as hard as it hard as it is to have something in your mind, you want to talk to them about you need resolution to this conflict or whatever is going on and you want to do it right now. There is a time and place for a lot of conversations. A lot of that even is a communication that the kids should not be hearing. There might be some communication that you really want to have, but your kids are in the back seat and you shouldn't have those conversations in front of them. These are things that we are not always mindful of and can create tension and conflict with more than just you and your spouse. Um, Validation and appreciation. Ooh, ooh, this right here. Ladies, I feel like us women portray that we are the ones that always need a validation and appreciation for the things that we do. And our men kind of get left out from getting that validation and that appreciation for the things that they do. I sucked at communication. I are all of our love languages are different. We're going to get there later. Okay. But no matter the love language that everyone has, everyone should be able to get validation and appreciation in communication. All right. You should validate each other's feelings and show appreciation for the partner or whoever you're speaking with's effort and qualities while talking to each other. I understand that you feel this way. And what I am hearing is this, this, and this. So what I think I can do to make this better is this, this, and this. Understand, validate, and appreciate what's being said. Once you start making each other feel that way, they're going to want to communicate more because they feel like they're being heard and they feel like they're being validated, right? And so once this happens, it's going to help in so many different aspects of your life, work, your relationship with your children, with your spouse, with family members. Oof, oof. I'm telling you, avoid assumptions. You know what they say about assuming? When you assume, it makes an out of you and me, right? I keep saying that this podcast is clean and sometimes I'll drop a bad word and you guys, I'm really sorry. <laughs> if I do, I promise I was raised by a sailor and uh, I'm trying to get better at it myself. Love you, mom. Um, avoid assuming. Ooh, the dangers of making assumptions and um, the benefit of asking and clarifying questions to avoid miscommunication. Do not assume that's that someone is feeling a certain way. Um, you can misunderstand words by assuming what it they meant, what they mean. So what I'm hearing is this. And and what I understand from that is that you feel this way. Am I right? That right there gives them a minute to go, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And when you do that, it makes me feel that way because this. That's correct. Well, boom, you automatically understand because it also gives them a minute to go, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. That's not what I meant. And it gives them a chance to break it down a little bit differently for you to understand. 
uh, managing your emotions. This is what I was kind of bringing up about tone. Yelling does not get a communication across, even though I already said it. Sometimes I feel like nobody listens to me until I lose my mind. That's not actually effective communication. <laughs> so it is so important to manage these emotions during discuss during discussions. Um, we really need to learn how to stay calm and composed during even arguments. And once you're able to have communications without, so let's give an example of some stuff you can, how, how you can do that. If you find out something that you don't necessarily like that your husband has bought <laughs> real life examples, guys, or so I'm just going to use that as an example. And you are so mad. It's probably not the best idea to go to work where they work and yell at them about it. <clears throat> Guilty. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I am what I am not and was not, will not ever be perfect. I can remember walking into that shop and losing my ever loving mind in front of everyone. I was so angry. It did not help communication guys. It did not help the problem. It made it worse. That isn't, that's it. I could not control my emotions. Then this works for sadness, anger, Okay, so instead of I should have gone back to time and setting, there's a time and place. And by the time he got home, my anger would probably still be there, but it wouldn't have been a 20. It might have been a 10. And then I had a chance to think about what we were going to talk about and how I was going to explain why that made me livid. Okay and explain uh, then i got to talk about effective communication to him okay so managing your emotions do your best to stay calm even if they're raising their tone at you and everything else you can stay calm and keep your tone and to just do your best to keep communicating in a calm effective way and sometimes it may just be stepping away giving yourself, Hey, I need a minute to think about how I want to go about this conversation. I'm really upset right now. I think I need to give my emotions a few minutes to chill out before we can continue this conversation. You really need to work on setting communication goals within your relationships. Hey, I would like to make sure that we are on the same page with communication daily. By doing that, we can do, do check-ins. I know this sounds crazy and it may not work within certain types of relationships, but you, you really need to communicate about your expectations and desires for your relationship. Making sure everyone's on the same page. That is going to affect your communication levels a hundred percent. Um, Seeking help is okay. So it is okay to seek to seek professional help or counseling when communication issues within your relationship persist, which is exactly what I did with BetterHelp. I was like, I am not communicating well. There is something wrong here. And there's understanding that there is a problem somewhere. They always tell you a step one, right? 
So if you are trying all these different tips that I've given you and you're like, man, I just still don't feel like it's working. I still feel like we are lacking this little bit of communication. It's okay to seek for help. It's all right to say there's something wrong. We have a hard time asking for help. A lot of adults do, especially men, because men are always told, suck it up, get over it. We don't cry. We don't talk about our feelings when in reality, men really should. So don't be afraid to seek for help when you feel like there's, there's still an issue. Practicing patience. You really, improving communication skills really does take practice and time. This is not going to change overnight. Ooh, it is not. And you are going to be working with this and you are going to be, you are going to be like, man, I remember when Brittany talked about this or when I looked this up and I like this, I'm doing all the communication. I'm trying everything, but they're not, they're not giving me the same. Well, they don't know yet. They don't know yet. They don't know how to effective communicate yet either. I, the first time I tried to ride a bike, I am 90% sure my butt fell over. It takes practice right? So make sure to give yourself and your spouse grace in learning all of the new communication tips and tricks for sure. Cause you're going to need them. <laughs> oh, digital communication y'all. This is something a lot of relationships are struggling with. Um, Digital communication, text, social media, the impact of that type of communication on relationships has been making people super struggle. There has got to be a balance between your texts and your social media communications with each other or digital communications versus face-to-face. -face. If your spouse leaves every day, for work and you instantly start texting them with your problems and you never discuss those type of problems face to face, it's going to be an issue. It's not, it's not helpful because sometimes there's no verbal cues on a text message. There's no body language to read. There's no tone to read, just words. And that can be misinterpreted hugely by both parties. And there is nothing beneficial from that. There's nothing wrong with digital communication do throughout the day, but it has to be balanced with the face-to-face -face communication. I know a lot of people and I, even myself, I used to do this. I used to have things that I would say to them, but I would never say to their face. And it would make it a lot harder because they couldn't read it how I meant it. So be very, very aware of the balance between digital and face-to-face -face communication. And the last thing I really wanna talk about within communication is love languages. Holy good gravy. If you do not know your personal love language or your spouse or partner's love language, you are missing out on an entirely like entire section of communication that can change your entire relationship 
and I mean it. <laughs> so let me talk about and briefly break down the five different love languages. You have your own love language that is yours and your spouse has theirs. It's really rare that I feel like a lot of people marry a person that has the exact same love language from what I've talked to people that I've had conversations like this about and with. So let's break it down. There's five different love language, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. All right, let's break those down. So words of affirmation is expressing love through verbal affirmations, compliments, words of encouragement, or saying, I love you. People with this love language value positive and uplifting words. Hey, honey, you look great today. Thank you for taking out the trash. I love you. Words of affirmation. All right. Second, acts of service. Demonstrating love by doing things for your partner, such as helping with chores, running errands, or performing acts that make their life easier. Actions speak louder than words for these individuals with this love language. All right. Next would be receiving gifts. Feeling loved and appreciated through thoughtful gifts and gestures. These gifts don't have to be expensive. What matters is the thought and effort that put into selecting or making the gift. So these are people that love getting like flowers. Like if you're receiving that gift, those flowers could have been $10 from Walmart. But the thought was he stopped and grabbed, he took the time to go to Walmart, to grab the flowers, to pick them out, to bring them to me. All right. Quality time is number four. Focusing on undivided attention and spending meaningful time together. This could be engaging in activities, having deep conversations, or simply just being present and attentive to your partner. Okay, that's a big one. Physical touch is number five. Expressing love through physical contact, such as hugs, kisses, cuddling, holding hands, or other forms of physical intimacy. Physical touch is a significant way for some individuals to feel loved and connected. Holy good gravy. What happens when a woman or a man get married together and you find your spouse and your spouse, their, their love language is physical touch and you, you are not a hugger. Ooh, that is a hard one because here's the thing. I was trying to give I, I was trying to use my love language, the things that I need. I was trying to give that to Justin as his love language. No, 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 no. You have to find out what their love language is and you have to love them in their love language. What you like is how they should be giving to you. Okay. So Justin's love language is physical touch. Okay. I, that, so for me to show him, I love him. I have to show him by giving him hugs and kisses or holding his hands or th that's his love language. It's not my love language though, but I still have to love him in his love language and he has to love me in mine. So a lot of the headbutting things was he was trying to show me love by physical touch. That's not how I receive love. Okay. And so 
I would have to accept that love from him and give him love that way because that's how he feels it. Now mine, okay, is, I feel like mine is quality time. I like your undivided attention. I like just doing things like driving in a diesel truck from one state to another. <laughs> that is what I like. Quality time is all is me. So I had to tell him, I had to break this down for him. Hey, yours is this, mine is this. That means I need you to love me in the way of quality time and focus on giving me your undivided attention on certain times of the day, right? And I think that there's, I think there is more. So I know like my number one is quality time that I like to receive love. And my other one would be acts of service. So I feel like it's quality time and then acts of service. I love when he does things for me, putting a door in, hanging some trim, little things, acts of service, taking the trash out. His is physical touch and words of affirmation. That's, those are those. So you have to learn how to love each other in their love language. Okay. So what's cool, and I'm going to wrap this up really quick, is I'd love for you at the end of this to um, find out what your love language is and then find out what your spouse's love language is and have that conversation with each other. And then you can come back to the podcast and leave me a message about what you thought about that. Cool. All right, I'm going to end this episode today with just saying, I love you guys. You matter. You're here for a reason. For this this time and this, this place, it's okay to not be okay. Reach out to someone if you need it. I'm here. My messages are open. Y'all have a good day.